Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Uh, what's up, everybody? Assalamu alaikum to the people who know what that means, and even the people who don't know what that means. Uh, welcome back to They Know Between Paddles. Um, I know it's been a long time, a long time since I've been on here uh, speaking to y'all. It's been a lot of reasons, but um, you know we're back. The content is going to be a little bit different than it was before, but I do want to start off by saying that if you enjoy this content, if you like what's going on over here in Dano Between Paddles, uh, that is all from Allah. Everything good that you see come from me is from Allah. If it's bad, if I mess up, if I say something that's a little crazy, a little disrespectful, because that's part of my my challenge in in life is to not be disrespectful uh, that is strictly from me okay and if you want to talk about that more and understand what i mean by that you know we can talk about it later but yes if it's good if you love it alhamdulillah mashallah it's all because of allah the goodness that you put inside of me <laughs> and around me if it's bad that's me I need to fix it. It's on me. So we're going to start with the quote of the day. If y'all familiar with the uh, the Poor Paddle podcast, which eventually we'll get back on that. But uh, if you're familiar with the uh, Poor Paddle podcast, we always started off with a quote of the day. And it was usually a black female. I don't even like using the term black because technically it doesn't make any sense. It's racist and scientific anyway. But I'll say an African a female and normally when i write african I, I change the c to a k because no dialects and on the the mother continent no dialect that's native to that continent uses the c they, they don't pronounce it the c is like the one of the most useless letters unless you combine it with an h and then sometimes a c and an h makes a k sound so the c is useless don't even like using it i know that's weird from a person named creek <laughs> But I get that name from uh, uh, two separate things that were named by Europeans. So, of course, Creek come from Mill Creek Projects, but all, which is where I'm from, of course. And then also, uh, we believe that we are, we may have been descended from uh, Muscogee Native Americans, quote unquote. So they are called the quote unquote Creek Indians. But anyway, uh, enough of that. So the quote of the day is from Jamie Grace. It's actually Jamie Grace's birthday today. I'm recording this on the 25th of November. That's Spanish for the 11th month. Um, so <laughs> we're going to start with the quote of the day from an African female. And if you want to like be specific, an American African female. Don't don't get me started on you know the identity. Every everything that whenever I speak. Whenever you talk about like the amount of names I have or how I describe myself or uh, like most of the time, it, it has to do with choice and identity. To me, identity is a choice. Now, of course, like the perception of you by other people technically matters more and is more true than the perception that you have of yourself. OK, I won't say it matters more because it doesn't matter more to you. Right. Unless you want it to, because if you. If you are going to interact with humans outside of yourself or even animals or technically even plants, everything's connected, right? If you're going to interact with any entities outside of yourself, whether it be the physical world or metaphysical world, or spiritual world, then you have to worry about, you have to think about the perception of you by those other people, right? But anyway... <laughs> 
I was supposed to just do the quote and I told myself I wasn't going to segue as much. But if you're familiar with this podcast, uh, the Poor Paddle podcast, or just having a conversation with me in general, you know that this is how it goes, right? So, like, uh, I, I, I say, like, your personality is essentially like the back of your neck or the back of your head, you could say, right? The back of your head, you live with the back of your head more than any other human being on the planet, right? Or even off the planet, but whatever. You live with the back of your head more than anyone else, but everyone else has a more accurate perception of the back of your head than you do. And that's the same thing with your personality. Everybody's perception of your personality is going to be different. If you have seven people standing behind you in a line, everybody's perception of the back of your head is going to be different from each other's, right? Because of this perspective that they're looking at it with um, their own vision, their own uh, biases, like how the light is reflecting. All of them have a different perspective of the back of your head. But everybody's perception of the back of your head is better than yours is more true than yours, right? So that's how I think about the personality, right? So, but in terms of like how you choose to perceive yourself and how you choose to put yourself out there, your identity is your choice. How people perceive you is not your choice. (laughs) You can influence it, but how you, how you interact with the world and how you perceive yourself and how you choose to show yourself is all your choice so that's the same with me when it comes to my identity culturally um racially you know technically i'm it would make more sense to call me philadelphian than black or african-american right technically um so in terms of names i don't believe when people say you can't give yourself a nickname bs choose your name you could choose your name you could choose anything that you want right we're not gonna get we're not gonna get into everybody's uh choices and it being twenty twenty three but I agree like if you choose that you want to be something, have at it now you may have to worry about the consequences or how you interact with other beings or you know what I'm saying like or how people treat you whatever your choices are your choices deal with the consequences whether they be positive or negative right so either <coughs> anyway, it's been six minutes. <laughs> The quote of the day is by Jamie Grace. Like I said, it's Jamie Grace's uh, birthday today. If y'all don't know who Jamie Grace is, uh, she's a singer from Atlanta. I want to say most of her music is gospel, um, but it is her birthday today. She's an American African woman. woman that's what I would call her. Um, but here's the quote. When I do something dorky, I blame it on being homeschooled. When I do something brilliant, I blame it on being homeschooled. <laughs> And I, I really love that quote, right? Because I know, I know, you know, in the introduction, I was saying if something is good, that's Allah, right? We attribute that to Allah. If something's bad, we attribute that to the imperfections of me as a human being, right? Um, and if I do something evil, that's all me because I have personal choice, whereas my outcomes are not always my choice, right? So, but this is a little bit different because she's saying that either way, homeschool can be to blame or to credit, right? Because we all know people who have been in homeschool. (laughs) Sometimes they do lack some of the social skills 
that you would see um, with people who are around their peers more often. Like that homeschool person might, their homeschool child might be around just their parents, if that's the teacher, or um, you know, just that one teacher. They usually don't have, especially if they're uh, if the person is an only child, they don't have as much interaction with children, so they don't learn how to negotiate uh, at, at a young age. They don't learn how to share. Um, they don't learn what's cool and what's not in their peer group. So that's where it comes. Like if I did, when I do something dorky, I blame it on being homeschooled on the flip. When I do something brilliant, I blame it on being homeschooled. And I love the fact that she used when and when, when I do something dorky, when I do something brilliant, not if, so we, she already knows she has that confidence that she, that something that she's doing is brilliant whether that comes from someone else telling her that or her believing it within herself she used when and it, it can also apply to the the, the uh, future so she knows that she will do something um sorry she knows that she will do something brilliant but a lot of homeschool children because they don't have to worry about other students, you know, sometimes we were 30, 30 kids to a class, sometimes even more. That could be a lot because you're not getting that individualized attention. Um, you're not able to ask questions and get help. Uh, a lot of times, unlike uh, homeschool children, children that go to especially like a public school, they're at the mercy of the curriculum, that, that very standardized curriculum. So they don't get as much information, whereas like Sometimes homeschool children are getting a lot more because they don't have to wait for other students to, to get individual instruction. Um, they're just getting all their instruction right there, right then. So there's more time to learn more things. And then sometimes they do have a more specialized uh, curriculum. So, you know, you, they can learn about Pan-Africanism, which I'm struggling with because... Okay, we'll just keep it going. But that's your quote of the day from Jamie Grace. I'll say it again. When I do something dorky, I blame it on being homeschooled. When I do something brilliant, I blame it on being homeschooled. <laughs> so either way, and it's funny because I always say like, because I'm always like arguing with people on the interwebs because I have a problem. But a lot of times I'll say, if you can blame me for all of your shortcomings, then you have to give me credit for all of your for all of your successes of course that's not true but the point is don't blame anybody else for everything bad that happens to you take personal responsibility and say how can i fix this right so if you like i always hate when when people are like oh it's my parents fault i'm like this okay that could be true right but what you gonna do now you 30 something years old i want to hear about what your parents did you have the power, you have the, the faculties, you have the money, you can go get counseling. It's free in a lot of, if you want, I'll put it in the show notes, or we could do a and a on um, one of the podcast apps. I'm not going to say which one because I'm not getting paid for this, but we could do a and a right? And we could, I can give you some of these resources, but you don't have to be at the mercy of what happened in your childhood anymore. I, I don't want to... I hate even saying anymore. It's funny that I mentioned uh, a podcast app and I just got a pop up on my phone for that particular podcast app, even though I didn't mention it. Getting tired of that. That's going to be another topic for, for the future. But either way, like for me, I always say everything that happens in my life is my fault. And I'm trying to be very specific with those words because I'm, I do under, you know, I, I am 
a believer in predestination. Like I already know that um, not necessarily that someone has made all these things happen to me and I don't have free will. I know that Allah knows everything that's going to happen. Right. And, you know, we believe that everything was already written. But that's more of a prediction than a force. So I do have my own. Uh, I, I hate using the same words over and over again. That's how you can tell my vocabulary is trash. But I do have free will and I can impact the world. Right. So everything is my fault. Meaning that if I believe that everything is my fault, then I can fix my circumstances. No matter what happens to me, even if it is someone's, it's technically someone else's fault. Someone else hurt me. I have the ability to get away from that person. I have the ability to protect myself. I have the ability to blah, 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 blah. You always, not, I won't say always. Most times you have the ability to change your circumstances. And if not, you do have the ability to change your mindset. If you're in a very crappy situation, you can change your perspective. You could change your mindset. And eventually you could change things around. You could change your environment. Your environment will never change if your mind doesn't change. You can have two people in the same exact environment. And one of them will say everything is wonderful. The other one will say everything is horrible. It's all about your own brain. Your brain has so much power. Your brain can destroy you. Your brain can lift you up so you can stand on mount. I didn't clear that, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, so I'll move on. Oh, birthdays. Um, So I already talked about it being Jamie Grace's birthday. It's also Eric Sermon's birthday. Y'all know Eric Sermon, hip-hop legend. Um, I think the most famous song, like I won't say crossover song, song but most mainstream song, because you know he was in uh, EPMD, but his song by himself that was the most famous that everyone knows is the Marvin Gaye sample. And I'm not singing the Marvin Gaye sample because his estate does not play. I shouldn't have even named, I shouldn't even said his name on this podcast because <laughs> Marvin Gaye people do not play. And one day, like maybe on a future podcast, we'll talk about um, copyright, uh, copyrights and everything like that and how they were able to win that crazy case against Pharrell, you know, uh, Virginia's own 757 zone, uh, Pharrell and, um, you know, the King cheater himself, uh, Robin Thicke. I won't call him the King cheater. I just, I just felt like being trolly because Robin Thicke cracked me up. Can you believe it? Shut up, boy. You were cheating on Paula Patton, drunk self. And that's, that's why you by yourself. Stop playing. We knew what she was doing. I ain't even going to say, all right, look. Y'all can talk to me in the Q&A, right? But I, you be hard-pressed to find in today's society, history, the Bible, the Quran, the Torah, any book. You be hard, any, any book that, you know, is purported to be fact, right? Any book in history Today, pop culture, you'd be hard-pressed to find a male who's successful and or powerful and or rich that only has one woman. You don't you don't find it. I'm not going to give an opinion. The only person I can think of, and it's only because we don't have any proof, is Barack Obama. 
But look at the rest of the presidents. Look at the rest of the presidents. Most of them didn't have just one woman. Or man, or... That's none of my business. <laughs> none of this is any of my business. I'm just trolling. But yeah, Eric Sermon had the uh, the, the famous song, Look at, look Him Up. I, I told you I'm not singing. I'm not singing even a small part of that song. Uh, also... I hate shining light on these type shows because I really hate reality shows. I know. So there's a a, a rapper from the Bad Girls Club. Um, her name is uh, Taylon. I think that's how you say it. But the only thing I know from uh, Bad Girls Club was way back when uh, the one girl, what's her name? Uh, uh, Tanisha, I think that was her name. Of course, I've had a black wife for a long time. Not always the same one. But... <laughs> All right, but remember, she she got upset. It, it's old, right? She got upset because um, people were making a bunch of noise while she was trying to sleep one night. So she woke everybody up in the morning banging pots together. So I ain't getting no sleep because of y'all. Y'all ain't going to get no sleep because of me. <laughs> it was so dumb. But, of course, I started doing that to my children and my now ex-wife. And I, I guess... I guess I just realized why that's a thing. Just now. All right, we're going to move on. Uh, another birthday, another famous person's birthday, November 25th, is Donovan McNabb. Now, y'all know, for a dude of my demographic, or in, the, in my psychographic also, Donovan McNabb holds a special place in my heart for a Philadelphian of my age. Used to be an NFL fan, no longer, no longer. And the NBA is on, on a, a, what they call it, on a, sh not short leash. That, that always has a very weird racial connotation for me when people say that. But NBA is on a, a thin ice, thin ice, if you may call it. But, man, speaking of thin ice, did, okay, I'm sorry, segue time. Did you know the polar bear... Is the scariest bell, the scariest bell to me, right? All the bears are scary. I know the Kodiak bears are the largest, blah, 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 blah. I feel like I could punch a black bear and make his head move. That's one of them. You know, black bears ain't that big, so, you know, and I'm not that big either, but I feel like my punching power is enough to be able to punch a black bear. I'm not going to do it, Peter, you know what I'm saying, unless we're in a controlled, <laughs> controlled environment where the bear gives consent. But I think I could punch a, a black bear and make his head move. But the polar bear is the only bear that all of them are carnivorous. They're not omnivores like a lot of bears that we know of. They're not. They're not herbivores like like the panda bear, which still will kill you because they got a problem, or the koala bear, um, which is not a bear. But we'll give you syphilis. Is it syphilis or chlamydia? Either way, I don't want it, especially from a bell. How the bells get the chlamydia? That's what I want. How the bells get the clap? Bears can't even clap. How the bell? You ever see a bear clap? It don't make no noise. It, well, it makes a noise, but not a clap sound. It makes like you can hear the air, and then it's like slamming two couch cushions or two pieces of Charmin tissue together. Like that's what it's. That's what it sounds like. But how the how the damn koala not bear get the clap? That means some of them, some of them, you know, Australia used to be a penal colony. And, you know, all right, all right, enough, enough, enough. I'll talk about that later, too. But, yeah, Donovan McNabb is one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time, right? We're going to take a quick break because I feel like I've been talking a lot. 
I would say uh, here's a word from our sponsors, but I think I lost all my sponsors. So we're just going to take a break real quick. start back up so before the break i asked um oh no 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 i said i was going to list my favorite quarterbacks of all time bias alert okay most of the time when i make a list especially if it's favorites those players whether it be basketball football baseball boxing whatever it all in sports or even sometimes with hip-hop the people are either muslim from philly or played for Philly. <laughs> I'm biased. I admit to being biased. That's I argue with people on the interwebs when they won't admit to their biases, and you can tell based on their rhetoric that it's all biases, right? And I really hope the first part of this podcast didn't get deleted because I didn't know what I was doing with my hands. It's been a long time since um, um, I've done one of these, right? So I'm doing this in the car because I tried. I have... My whole studio set up upstairs. Nobody respects my space. I got eight. I got how many kids in there? Six kids. Got six kids. Six people not respecting your space. Seven. Seven people not respecting your, your space and your time. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm going to get in trouble for that one. But as usual. So my favorite quarterbacks, other than Donovan McNabb, happy birthday. I'm not going to talk about some of the crazy stuff you've done. Um, or been accused, allegedly, allegedly have done. That's my bias, right? So Donovan McNabb, uh, it's his birthday today. Happy birthday to him. I know, you know, as a Muslim, we don't celebrate birthdays in the same way because y'all get real pagany and real harami around birthdays. But yeah, no judgment, all judgment from me. So favorite quarterbacks, I'm going to do a top five, right? So I'm going to start with number five. These are the, the, my favorite quarterbacks that have played while I was alive. Just going to tell my age, but whatever. First up, Ron Jaworski, baby. Jaws, right? Okay, I'm not old enough to remember him playing ever, right? But he did play for Philly <laughs> during, during the time I was alive. <laughs> and the main reason I like him so much is because of his broadcasting career. I love that he still gives Philly love. The city, he said a couple greasy things a couple times, but they all do, right? But he gives the city love. When I cared about the Eagles, he gave the Eagles love. So Ron Jaworski is number five, right? Love him. Next up, Randall Cunningham. Love me some Randall Cunningham. He was the quarterback that played for Philly while I was learning what football was, you know what I'm saying? I came up without a father and it wasn't a lot of people around me that loved football anyway. Um, except for like at school, uh, most, most of us like basketball more, um, until I was a teen I mean, until Madden, until my boy, Kim Joe, let me borrow Madden. And that's when I was like, I loved the NFL so much. <laughs> just everything about it was just so different than the NBA and, whatever i still can't stand the nfl but randall cunningham one of the best african quarterbacks i'm using that term with the k 
one of the best African quarterbacks ever, right? And one of the first that I was able to see. That's why it was so weird because I grew up with Randall Cunningham, right? And then learning, especially when Donovan McNabb said that, you know, black quarterbacks face more scrutiny than white quarterbacks, it didn't dawn on me that there weren't as many quote-unquote black quarterbacks in the NFL because I grew up with Randall Cunningham. And then shortly after, we were able, well, we had some turmoil with the quarterback position, and then we had McNabby, right? So my next favorite quarterback, shouts out to Randall Cunningham. Next favorite quarterback, Michael Vick, baby. VA's own, baby. I think Mike, Mike, from, Mike from Bad News, right? Uh, we're not calling it Bad News no more. Everybody that's listening, in the 757 and VA, um, the whole DMV, the whole East Coast, all the United States, we're not calling it bad news no more. I know there's other sections that have different names. We're calling it good news. There's only good news around here, baby. No more this, no more this violence, no more this negativity. Good news. So my man Mike Vick is from Good News. Now, the reason why Vick is number three, right? No, yeah, five, four, three. <laughs> He's number three. And not higher is because I love Michael Vick from the Atlanta days on to the Eagles days. And this list is extremely biased, right? So um, Vick never took us to a Super Bowl, never won a Super Bowl, of course, right? But I watched Vick so much, and he was the one where I was like, wait, 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 is he a quarterback or running back? <laughs> like, Back in the day, even before uh, Vic played, like dudes used to use Tampa Bay and Madden, and they would put Ron Dane at. Uh, <laughs> wait, no, no, did they do it? No, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I'm being stupid. No, it was uh, Pittman. What? I think it was Pittman. Dudes would put at quarterback, and they would just run. So then when Vic came. That's what it looked like. Like, they put, just put a running back there. But my man had a rock, rocket arm. My man was throwing 70-yard passes in a 20-yard window. My man did not understand how to take any off. And my man was left-handed. So, <laughs> it was really, really weird. I know switching from a right-handed quarterback to a left-handed quarterback is horrible for your offensive line if you don't prepare right. But Michael Vick loved him. I met Michael Vick once, but not really. Like, he was in the airport rolling dolo. Like, just, he was so chill, and it was so weird because he was just with the commoners that I didn't know it was him, right? So then as I got on the plane, he was already sitting down, and I saw him, and I was like, that is Michael Vick. And I was like, all I said was, hey, Vic, thanks for your years in Philly. We were flying from uh, Norfolk to Pennsylvania. No, where were we? No, no, we were flying from Pennsylvania, from Philly to Norfolk. And I was like, thanks for your years in Philly, trying to sound cool. Shut up. That's like when I saw uh, I saw Boosie rolling what I thought was Dolo in the Atlanta airport. What I didn't know, because this was right after he got out of prison at one time after, uh, I'm not going to say what happened, but look up Boosie's history and how he was on the death row, and now he's not on the death row. He, is, he yet lives. <laughs> but yeah, it was after Boosie got out of prison the last time, I think. It's hard to keep up with Boosie. Bad ass. But he was in the airport what I thought was Roland Dolo, but I didn't realize like he would usually have bodyguards with him, but they were inconspicuous, right? And sometimes they were not 
<laughs> they weren't all duty policemen or professional bodyguards. They were dudes he paid. But yeah, he was walking. He was trying to look like, like looking inconspicuous. He had a big old backpack on and that, that boosy haircut. And I was like, I was like, I tried not to be Joe. Like, if you're not from Philly, like, whatever, you know what Joe means. I was trying not to be Joe, trying not to be, like, a corny freaking uh, 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 fanboy. So I just, like, gave him the nod, like, because he was trying to look like, and hey, don't nobody know me. Boosie, we know that's you with that haircut. We know that's you. But I didn't say that. I just I made eye contact, and then I gave him a head nod. But, yeah, I saw Michael Vick in the airport, and the thing that confirmed to me that it was him, because when we were at baggage claim, well, of course, he... You know, I said, thanks for the years in Philly. And he gave me some type of confirmation, like, thanks or something like that. Right. So but when we were at baggage claim, it was a woman like maybe six yards from him, maybe less than that. I don't know what a yard is, meters, whatever. But he, she was kind of far away from him. But she was like tr- taking selfies with him. But he was far away. And then she was doing videos. And eventually, like, Vic saw her. And was like, come here. And, like, took pictures with her and chopped it up with her. Real cool dude. And he was by himself. Like, I, I looked. I looked. I know how to spot when people are, tri- people are creeping. But, yeah, he was by himself. Real cool dude. That was before he got that TV contract. But I love Michael Vick. Marcus Vick? I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. And, Peter, I y'all ain't listening to this anyway because nobody is, right? But leave Michael Vick alone. People stop bringing up what Michael Vick did. I keep hearing it off and on. Like, well, you remember he was fighting a dog. Shut up. Shut up. He did his time. Way too much time, if you ask me. But he did his time. He came to Philly. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out to Andy Reid, the greatest coach of all time. Greatest football coach of all time. Y'all want to knock up about it? That's cool. Next, Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb is number two for me. I know. I know. I know. Y'all gonna say you just say he was your favorite, blah 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 blah. My uh, uh, McNabb was the quarterback during my like real years of being able to argue football. Randall Cunningham was the first one I like saw and knew who he was and felt pride and all that stuff. But um, McNabb was the first one where I was old enough to argue. And the reason I even really became an Eagles fan because I was like an anti fan sometimes. Um, and I remember my uncle. <laughs> Uncle Lenny, uh, I can't remember what what was said, but I know he was like, "Who's your team then?" And I was like, "Packers." He was like, "Oh, you're a bandwagon fan," because I was. It hurt my feelings because I was. All I knew is I liked the green and yellow, and and Favre was good, and everybody liked them, and it was close enough to the Eagles colors, so I was just riding the bandwagon. And it hurt my feelings so much. <laughs> So I was like, all right, let me reevaluate my life. But yeah, just uh, McNabb was one of my favorites. But And McNabb is number two because he did get us to a Super Bowl. I still remember being in Mississippi, wanting to fight people when we were losing to the Patriots. And I hated the Patriots ever since. Bro, what was that, 05, the 05 Super Bowl? So the 04, 05 season, February in Mississippi. With attitude. I used to cuss everybody out for no reason anyway at the time before Islam, before I was an adult, right? Well, I was kind of an adult. Today, I wouldn't have been able to buy uh, tobacco, but whatever. I was able to sign my life away and um, go kill and or be killed, but could not <laughs> could not drink. 
and today I would not be able to purchase uh, uh, tobacco, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, McNabb is number two because he was so wonderful, so great. I grew up watching him, went to a Super Bowl. But number one, number one, greatest quarterback of all time. We can argue if you want to. Greatest quarterback of all time, Foles Magic, baby. Foles Magic. Nick Foles, greatest quarterback of all time. Nick Foles, go ahead, argue with your mama. You can say, oh, Tom Brady won all these. Oh, Dan Marino with the records. Shut up. Nick Foles, baby. Quarterback that won a Super Bowl. With the greatest team of all time, right? In the greatest city, the great state of Philadelphia, if you really want to talk about it, whatever, because countries, states are essentially like countries anyway, like with the separate governments and the separate legislation, whatever, whatever, right? So great state of Philadelphia is a state of mind, a state of being, a state of state, <laughs> and a state, first capital of the United States, right? First quarterback to bring home an actual Super Bowl, not championship, Super Bowl for Philadelphia, greatest first quarterback to throw and catch touchdown passes in a Super Bowl win come on bro come on you ain't gonna tell me Nick Foles baby Foles magic baby ain't the greatest of all time <laughs> all right all right all right all right <laughs> I'm going to hear so much about that stupid rant. But, yeah, Nick Foles, baby. So, yeah, that's my list. Y'all can argue if you want to. We can go. We could go back and forth if you want to. But top five greatest quarterbacks of all time. Number five, Jaws. Number two, Randall Cunningham. Number three, Mike Vick, baby. Number four, McNabb. Questionable activities. You need to chill out. Go sit down somewhere. Number five, Foles Magic, baby. I'm sorry. I know the book, book ending my top five is... It's two uh, Anglo-Saxon males. I don't care. That race ain't scientific, and no, those those labels don't matter when we're talking about wonderfulness and greatness and how it makes me feel. So we go. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Before I be remiss, because I know a lot of y'all going to tune out uh, after after that mess. So Audible Asylum. The reason I'm even doing this podcast again is because of Audible Asylum. If you don't know about Audible Asylum, it's an entertainment platform that we've been running in this area for, what, dang near a year and a half in the 757. Um, it's me and a bunch of other dope people. Um, I don't know if they want their names to mention, but, you know, I'll talk to them. But, yeah, so Audible Asylum, right? Dope entertainment platform. Right now, we are have set up at the smoke spot in Newport News aka good news like I said our next show so right now we're doing a poetry and open mic night it's funny because it's a it's supposed to be poetry but everywhere we go we have a lot of dope singers rappers uh mostly that that uh frequent the same events as us and have been rocking with us since the very very beginning since August of 2021, right? So where we go, they're going to come and they're going to show love and they're going to get up on the stage, which is what they're supposed to do. So we always have less poets than other types of uh, uh, artists, but it's all good. We love it. 
So the next show that we have, so poets come out. That's what I'm saying. Poets come out. But the next show we have is November 27th. That's my man Brandon Khalil. Tony Billing got rap by no drill. So yeah, um, come through. You know what I'm saying? Uh, get some stage time. I'm saying it like this is just a Virginia podcast. The majority of my listeners for both of my podcasts have been in like Norway or something like that. Like it's really, really weird. But uh, yeah, so yeah, come, come through. So time to get to the next. No, yeah, let's take a break. Take a break. Take a break. All right. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, I've been arguing with people. I won't say arguing with people. Just. All right. So, look, I before I moved here, I was living in Georgia. Well, I was living a couple of places between that, but I was living in Georgia. Right. So I registered to vote in Georgia and Georgia makes it so tough. All of these states make it kind of tough to change where you vote for, because I don't believe in voting for uh, things, especially like um, localized things like city stuff, school board, uh, police chiefs. I don't believe in voting for a place where I don't live and I don't live in Georgia. Right. I voted in Georgia because I was living there for a significant amount of time. Um, and then I wanted to vote for president. So I voted for president while I was there. And then I, I kind of wanted there was a certain member. I don't want to say there was a certain member of the Congress that I had met a few times. And I didn't like him, so I wanted to vote him out of his seat. I'm petty, but I say that to say, all you people talk about don't vote, voting don't matter, blah, 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 blah. I, vo- I helped vote a dude out of his seat because I didn't like how he told me that my national anthem was good. I sang the national anthem at a few events. He was there. I didn't believe him when he told me that it was good, and it felt like he was looking through me sometimes. So I voted him out. I got some of my friends together, told them to go vote. I didn't tell them who to vote for, but they knew my feelings. Friends and family, they knew my feelings. And they voted this man out. I had no idea what his policies were. Okay, that's not true. I knew his policies. But I didn't have to. It didn't matter. I voted him out. Helped vote him out. Because I didn't like something petty that had nothing to do with politics. I'm saying all that to say, people who don't like you, who are way more petty who may be voting against people for what they look like, their gender, their, 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 who they're married to, who they choose to love and make love to. There are people who are voting against your interests that are more petty than me. So if I, if I see you talk about not voting, I'm going to think you're an ignoramus. If you say that, Hey, my vote might not matter because it's a two-party system, and I want to vote for this, um, for a libertarian or whatever, a green party, whatever, and you think that your vote doesn't count, I understand why you think that way. Or if you say all these people are horrible anyway, especially if you talk about the presidential election, uh, these people don't have my best interest at heart, it's about money, blah, 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 blah. I understand what you're saying. We can argue that all day. The point is not to vote for one of the parties. The point is, and... It, we, I know that it, it kind of doesn't matter because of a two-party system that's not, not supposed to be two parties. But if everyone, and this is ideal, if everyone is voting for the candidate who sounds like they represent your interests the best, 
you won't have a such thing as a two-party system. You're still going to have the majority. Okay, let, let's not even go down that road because we already know that the two-party system will continue to exist and our presidents will come from one of the two parties. My biggest, my biggest thing is don't, even if you don't care that much about the presidential election, understand that you need to be voting for the school board, the majority of the members of the school board that make the decisions that affect your children are elected officials, right? Um, we complain about how the police act and blah, 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 blah. Even if you're talking about like uh, unions or if you're talking about um, uh, how much police officers are getting paid, people always talk about teachers don't get paid enough. You're not voting. You're not voting for uh, bills. You're not voting for officials. Shit, we were complaining about the police shooting everybody and the coroner's report being BS. The coroner is an elected official. Yes, in, ma in the majority of states, of the people that I'm talking to, I know the demographics of my podcast. So the, in America, the people I'm talking to, especially the age demographic I'm talking to, the, <laughs> the people that I'm talking to, most likely in your state, your city, your locale, you can impact who makes decisions that affect you. And the coroners are not medically trained, the majority of them. They're not, it's not the same as having a, um, a, um, a mortuary examiner or whatever they're calling them. It, the coroner is an elected official. So you can be the coroner if you get enough votes. I was writing dudes in that I just liked. There's a city councilman down in Georgia. I'm not going to say where and I'm not going to say his name, but he's super dope. Check out the city councilman, all of them in all of Georgia, every city. But yeah, there's a super dope dude. Hopefully he's listening to this podcast. Him and his family have done a lot for me and my family, and they've done a lot for the area. In fact, if you've been listening to the Poor Paddle podcast or even this podcast way back, um, you already know who I'm talking about. But anyway, I wrote his name down in a bunch of areas where he was not qualified but i didn't like the other candidates some of them i didn't know some of them some of the candidates were running um uh, uncontested i don't like that right so vote stop listening to the stupid people who are uh, woke behind woke right they say they're woke but if you look at like all of our civil rights leaders all of our our quote-unquote black leaders up until this day They've all expressed the importance of voting. None of them said don't vote is stupid. Even Malcolm, especially, you know, um, uh, Orthodox, you know, traditional uh, Muslim Malcolm, even he expressed the idea of making decisions that impact your community. So you out here, uh, I don't like what's going on in my neighborhood. What are you doing? I always hate when people say, I stand with this person, or I stand for this. I stand. You don't stand for nothing. You're just talking on the internet. That's not standing for nothing. You're just talking. You're sitting down. Get up. Go vote. And even if you're not going to vote, there's people out here, like, uh, right here in Virginia. Well, we got Black Panthers. Well, I know I was told that I'm not allowed to call the young cats, the new guys, Black Panthers, because Bobby Seale doesn't endorse them, and I have Panthers in my family. Whatever. But... These, these dudes call themselves Panthers. They're doing good things, so I'm going to say what I want. they Panthers, right? We got Panthers here. We got dudes out here giving out turkeys and giving out food for Turkey Day. I know we don't celebrate Turkey Day. We'll, we'll, it's weird because we kind of do. Like, we got a day off and we eat, so that's kind of celebrating. And we don't really care about the pilgrims. I'm going to get into that a little bit later, too. We'll get into that. But, yeah, um, 
you do something for your community. I, I don't do as much as I want to. Me and my wife have done, you know, some philanthropic stuff. Um, we don't have as much money as we want to, but we've, we we're not going to, I'm not going to toot our horn, but, um, you know, she started a whole program. What is this? We start, she started a whole program where she was giving out, uh, food and, and goods, especially around the COVID time. So we not just out here just talking. We talking. I, well, I'm talking, she'll talk. I'm talking a lot. I like to talk. <laughs> Unless it's right before performance. Don't talk to me before performance. I can't even enjoy the show before I perform. But, <laughs> like, you can do something. You, even if you don't have money. Like, when we were in Georgia, we would go to nursing homes. We would go to children's hospitals. Just playing music. I know we have to be careful with music, you know, especially being Muslim now. But I wasn't Muslim at the time. But um, even when I was, like, you know, just play positive music or, you know, have, I had one of my young cats that, that, um, he was a military guy and he used to hang with us and helped, uh, organize a, um, a show on bass in Georgia. Just play the guitar, play the old songs that people love. You know what I'm saying? My man, Greg, he was a Muslim, one of my mentors, you know, just playing music and wheeling people around, like just giving, giving people life. Cause what you don't know is, and we, I never thought about it. And so my wife put me on a lot of these kids that are in hospitals, for long periods of time or uh, people who are in nursing homes or long care, long term care facilities or in rehab uh, facilities, they don't have any family. Like there's some kids that are in hospitals for weeks at a time and can't see their family because their family might live in a different state than they're in or live in a different uh, city or just have to work or have other children. So they're in there by themselves. So if you could just go play some music, laugh, you know what I'm saying? All, all of that stuff you can do. Like, you don't have to do much. You don't have to have much money. All you need is time. And time is a it's not real anyway. So just, <laughs> I'm going to get into that one day too, right? But just go, man. Just like, do something. One thing you can do, which is not even all freaking altruistic and philanthropic, vote. If you're not voting, and you have children in school, you're wrong. If you're not voting and you own a home, you're wrong. If you're not voting and you have a car, you're wrong. Especially in Virginia, because you start talking about property taxes, which is really weird. I already bought the car. <laughs> like, but if, if, if you drive on a road and you're not voting, you're wrong. If you go outside at night and you rely on street lamps and you're not voting, you're wrong. Shut up. Vote. You don't have to vote Democrat. You don't have to vote Republican. You don't have to vote. Vote. I don't care who you voting for. Hopefully you vote the same way I vote, but I'm not going to tell you what to do. Vote. Stop being stupid. Stop saying stupid stuff on the interwebs. And vote. So anyway, there's this Georgia U.S. Senate runoff going on. And y'all, man, Georgia, I'm so pissed at y'all. I'm so pissed at y'all. And I can't, I'm pissed... Because Georgia playing games with my absentee ballot because I don't have a Georgia driver's license. But whatever. They playing, playing games with my absentee ballot. But whatever. I got some time. I got till December 6th. But y'all let the Senate race in Georgia come down to a runoff for Raphael Warnock's seat. I'm not upset with you if you actually voted for Herschel Walker and you be you believe blah, 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 blah. And a lot of times people are just voting for the parties because they know what the parties stand for and uh, the candidate doesn't really matter. They're just holding a seat. I understand that. 
But y'all can't let Herschel Walker be in the Senate. I, I'm so upset with y'all that y'all let it come down to a runoff. I'm so pissed at y'all. Even if you don't agree with Ralph, I'm, ta- I'm talking to the people who would not actually want Herschel Walker in office, but did not vote. I'm talking to y'all. I'm not talking to the people who voted for Raphael. I'm not voting for people who voted for Herschel Walker. I'm not even talking to the people who voted for them just because of their party affiliation. I'm talking about, I'm talking to y'all who don't want Herschel Walker in office, but did not vote. You guys drive me crazy. <laughs> there should not be a runoff with a man who said he a vampire did say he a werewolf and tried to make that a metaphor for having faith in God. Like, no, no Herschel, no Herschel. You will not be in the Senate. I'm going to make sure I get my SAT ballot. I'm not telling you who I vote for, but I'm telling you who I'm not voting for. I'm not voting for Herschel Walker, okay? <laughs> Raphael Warnock is only, he's less than a point the last time I checked, like 0.9 percentage points over Herschel Walker. You ought to be ashamed of yourselves, Georgia. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, Georgia. <laughs> Letting the werewolf. He said, he said they got the cross, but the cross don't mean nothing, but you got to have faith. I get what you're saying, but not here. Not here, Herschel. I saw you dancing. I saw you when you came to Georgia and you were saying all that damn near white supremacist stuff. You do not deserve to be in the Senate here. Georgia, get your life together. There's other candidates you can vote for. Do not vote for Herschel Walker. Herschel. Herschel Walker. I'm mad at the Cowboys fans. You Cowboys fans that were upset because they traded Dorsett and all this other stuff and got Herschel Walker and he ain't live up to blah, blah, blah. You should not be letting Herschel. This is Dorsett all over again. Vote for Dorsett. Raphael Warnock is Dorsett for you. Do not, bro, do not, do not let Herschel Walker get that seat. Everywhere, everywhere else around is red anyway. Do not let him. Alabama, red. South Carolina, red. Which is really weird because those are two states with a lot of black people. And a lot of them are not voting red. But a lot of them are, are suffering from voter suppression. I don't want to hear it. I voted in Georgia when I was there. Now, they... they I'm having a hard time getting my absentee ballot, but I'm talking about when I was there, I did not have to suffer uh, 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 voter suppression when I was there. So you don't have an excuse. But in Alabama, South Carolina, a lot of those counties are red and conservative, but when you speak to the people, they're not. So there's a lot of voter suppression going on. There's a lot of people just not voting. There's a lot of uh, people that just lack the education or just the resources to make sure they go ahead and rock the vote. Y'all not suffering. I know you. I'm talking to you. You that's listening right now because I know you personally. Go vote for someone that's not Herschel. They got Chase Oliver. Chase Oliver is running under Libertarian. And I know I've said some crazy things about Libertarian. It was only those specific people. I'm not going to say who they were. But there were certain people that were in the quote unquote Libertarian Party that was saying some crazy things. And I said, you better not vote for them either. Right. But Chase Oliver, uh, I think, was at 2.1%. So Chase Oliver is not going to be part of the runoff. But I believe you can still... I haven't gotten my ballot, but I believe you can still uh, vote. Write someone in. I know it, I know some people say if you write people in, um, it's like a vote for your opponent. But not. it's not the same as not voting. It's not the same. So vote. You have to get 
So the runoff is December 6th, technically, I believe. Um, if you're doing an absentee ballot, you have to have your application into the local office, wherever that is for you, by the 28th of November. So you got, by the time you listen to this, it's probably two days. Stop playing with me. Do not let Herschel get the Senate. I watched him campaigning. What, 2019? Either 2018 or 2019, I was like, this fool is going to run for a big office. And I sanked it. I sanked it. And it happened. Do not let Herschel get that Senate seat. I'm going to be pissed. Let's take a break. I'm just going to do one more section. So, like I said, one of the reasons that I'm starting this podcast is because I have this crazy group chat, um, Audible Asylum, this Audible Asylum group chat, right? And part of one of the things that I do is try to give some of the artists um, some of the information that I'm learning in my MBA program and just information that I've learned over the years because a lot of the artists are younger than me or have been dealing with like business and music uh, less time than me. Even though I'm not that much of a veteran, if I have this modicum of information, I feel like it's my duty to share it, right? So um, part of what I want to do without doing anything haram it's it's been a struggle with me right because um there's a lot of uh muslim scholars that talk about music in general being haram but it's not the music that's haram itself it's what people do with the music and you can be heavily impacted by music so you have to be extremely careful so it's just safer for people to avoid music but also to avoid certain avoid certain types of music it's really it's really important to avoid most types of stimulus that's not the Quran or, you know, within the Sunnah or something that you wrote yourself because you, it's hard to really know, like everything that you ingest in your body is similar to food because it's going to affect you. Like we try to talk like, oh, things that you hear and see don't affect you, but that's dumb. It does. Right. So with music, it's like biting into like a pita pocket but you don't know what's in it. You can see the outside of it, but you don't know until you bite it. And by that time, it might be too late. You've already been impacted by it, right? So you're already impacted by looking at the pita pocket. It's going to make you more hungry. It's going to make you nauseous if it doesn't look good, blah, 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 right? But when you bite into it, even if you don't chew, it's still gotten to your saliva glands until <laughs> your mouth is an orifice. Hey, all right, chill. Your mouth is an orifice. So it's the same thing with music. Like I have songs where people, poems and poems and songs where people thought I was talking about women or whatever. And I'm talking about drugs or people dying and they don't know. And they're singing the lyrics and don't know what I'm talking about. It's the same thing with a lot of uh, music and especially movies and television. So watch what you're ingesting. So I say all that to say I've talked to a lot of people like mentors about entering into the music industry and my battle is being in the industry but using music and entertainment in a positive way that's pleasing to Allah and oh is it a struggle oh my goodness it's one of the hardest things like and not 
not hard in terms of like oh like uh oh lifting lifting something or cleaning up a yard or mowing or something no it's hard not like calculus it's hard to fight my nature which can be a little negative and and also like you know like the nurture that you know coming up in the hip-hop era era or, or being hypersexed or liking i love the way kurt's words sound when you're using them in certain ways to convey a point um uh it's a lot of things that I have to combat with and also being around females because, you know, women are our greatest fitna. And I think uh, vice versa, too. Like a lot of women lose their sight of God or even just what they should be doing right because of like their interaction with males and it's vice versa with men. And I can speak <laughs> firsthand that even sometimes just being around a woman and being married to a woman, even if I'm even neither one of None of the three of us have any malintent can sometimes be a problem, which is why, you know, in, in the sooner, you know, we're supposed to avoid women we're not married to or related to. So either way, I'm saying all that to say part of these podcasts, I am going to constantly inject music industry news that we can use that uh, other artists and promoters and everybody involved in the music industry, especially us aspiring or, you know, just coming up stuff that we can use and we can learn from. Right. And then also injecting stuff from my MBA program without violating any of their terms. So the first thing I want to talk about is Iggy Azalea. And I know y'all thought y'all would never hear me talk about Iggy Azalea. First of all, to watch Iggy Azalea is technically haram, but like, I don't want to talk about Iggy Azalea's music, right? Because no one does. But Iggy Azalea just sold her catalog, her whole catalog. And you might say, like, she only got three songs. Maybe even two. I only know two. And the fan said, you ready now. I know Fancy. And I know, uh, uh, one less problem without you. With the fake Mariah Carey little girl. I know those two songs, but she has more music, right? So she just sold her catalog to Domain Capital for eight figures, bro. Eight figures. So everybody, you know, you think you better than Iggy Azalea as a rapper, singer, dancer, whatever. And we like, what what catalog? She just sold that what catalog for eight figures. You might be saying, what is eight figures, Creek? I'll tell you, loyal podcast listeners. That means that she got... $10 million or more for her catalog or more. And they haven't disclosed the amount. But Iggy Azalea just sold her catalog to a company that's not even a music company. It's not even a music company for eight figures. And this is where I start talking about like how our music, first of all, she's not us, right? And I don't mean that to be racist or whatever, but she's not American. She, she traffics in hip-hop and hip-hop was created by a certain demographic, right? Um, socioeconomically and quote-unquote racially, which is not real, right? But, you know, hip-hop was created by people that look more like me and also some people who speak Spanish, right? She's not that, right? I don't mean it to be racial, but music is, right? I don't mean it to be racial, but business is, right? So that's what it is. So we can say what we want about her. And she, like, like people like to say, oh, she was a guest in hip hop, right? Whatever you want to say. Because, like, technically to me, Drake is a guest in hip hop too and shouldn't be saying the N word because he's from Canada. 
Drake and Jim Carrey is the same guy, right? No, I'm just, I'm just serious, right? Like, <laughs> but no, no, no. But even, even outside of Iggy Azalea, because she's still an artist, and hip hop belongs to the artists. Hip hop belongs to the people. But the majority of the music, the majority of the things that we're putting our money into, the majority of the things we're putting our time and, and our our energy into is not owned by the quote unquote people. It's owned is not owned by the, the creatives, the artists, it's owned by big companies, right? That's where we need to take it back. I don't know how completely, but I know some ways to kind of start getting it back. And I understand her wanting to sell her catalog because she may not be making that much money off of it. And she said it too. She's like, I made this deal where I don't have to work again. With $10 million from selling that, not to mention that she could still make music. Not to mention that she still can uh, benefit off of uh, uh, certain things. And I could, I'm going to talk about that a little bit too. Um, she's $10 million. Most of us would never have to work again. So... That's 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 what I'm saying. And no, oh, not to mention, she didn't. Sell, first of all, we got we gonna have to put. I know I'm making a lot of jokes. We are gonna have to put a little respect on Iggy Azalea's name. She got four Grammys. I know. I don't care about Grammys. Y'all don't care about Grammys. But she has two songs that get stuck in your head, and that that means a lot to me, right? So four Grammys, right? But she didn't sell her whole catalog. She sold a quote unquote portion of her catalog, and I think that includes Fancy. Uh, one last problem and a song called Black Widow that I know nothing about. I know nothing about. Iggy was out here trying to sell you porn. Iggy was out here saying crazy things just to stay relevant. She just sold a portion, not her whole catalog, which means that she, if she has copyrights to the rest of her catalog, she can still make money off of those, right? And I'm talking about her right now, which could possibly draw a little bit more interest in her. I don't know how much not a lot of y'all listeners, but y'all are wonderful, right? So that's just a portion of our catalog. If a company is paying 10 plus million dollars for a portion of a catalog, I have to think how much can they stand to make off of that catalog? How much money can they make off of you? If they're paying you a certain amount of money, understand that they, they stand to gain at least that and possibly a lot more because large companies will not make an investment in something, especially art, that does not possibly make the money. Even people who buy, hey, my man Dizzy Dev is on live. Um, I got to stop this soon so I can uh, check him out. Dizzy Dev is home, man. If y'all know Dizzy Dev, man, drop him a line, man. Tell him that you're glad he's home. But these companies will not invest in something that's not going to make their money, make the money. The people who are deciding to make these investments, their job is to make money, right? As a CEO, your job is to make money. Financial advisor, your job is to make money. All these people, their job is to make money. So how much money, if they can afford to pay $10 million, how much money are they making? That's like when people be like, oh, these athletes are making too much money. There's someone paying them. How much money are they making? You got to stop thinking low. Think higher. If someone, now they, you may not have the resources to maximize your um, your profits from something, but just have it in your mind that whatever someone is willing to pay for the rights to your intellectual property, they can make more. So how much can you make? These labels 
these these large companies because a lot of these uh companies are like capital companies like they're not they're banks essentially they're not art companies they're not some of them aren't even labels right it's kind of like like well it's a little bit different than this but i was going to make the comparison of um a big label to like mcdonald's these labels are not uh art companies these labels are not music companies these labels are entertainment companies for the purpose of making money so they're money they're money factories like mcdonald's is not really a restaurant chain as much as they're like a damn real estate company now because <laughs> they understand how it works right so before you sell before you start worrying about the industry or just when you when you're taking your intellectual property and putting it on a stage you're putting it on a bs platform that's only paying you a few cents for each listen each person listening to your music understand that there are ways to do it better and that you can maximize profits off of your own and I can send out, I've sent it to a lot of the people in my group. It's like a hundred or some people in that group. It's a little less now because of some crazy stuff that happened. But like, uh, I sent out, um, the revenue streams. There's a lot of revenue streams that people don't know about. I think I sent them 20 something revenue streams, um, that you can make off of your music or even just off of your personality, off of just being an artist. So, um, shit, uh, domain capital. These fools already spent over $700 million in equity commitments uh, for an entertainment fund. It's a, it's a new entertainment fund they've created, and then they, they're they coming up with a quote-unquote co-investment vehicle focused on t film, TV, and music, right? It's all about investing, bro. It's not about the art itself. We all can sit here and say, Iggy Zelda's music's not that good. She just sold it for over $10 million, right? These this company they they already spent over 170 million dollars. Um, they have a partnership with Sony, which is really weird because they they used a partnership with Sony to acquire Iggy Azalea's uh, catalog, but also uh, who was it? Uh, Ashley Ashley Gorley is a dude, a songwriter. Um, he's mostly a country uh, songwriter. Um, he's he's also written for like Bon Jovi and Jason Derulo. He has a, a publishing company. He wrote that song, Body Like a Back Road, which you cannot say to, you can never, that's how you could tell that was not written by an African man, that was not written for African people. You cannot tell an African woman, especially an American African woman, that her body is like a back road. You have to be very careful and I know Jason Derulo done said egregious. You know what to do with that big fat butt. <laughs> Y'all let him say that, but fellas, regular fellas, because Jason Derulo is like six foot tall, muscular, and can sing and dance. You are not. You will not tell no black woman, African woman, Nubian woman, Asiatic woman that her body's like a back road. You better be careful. You're gonna lose her. <laughs> but yeah, like they acquired those catalogs through working with Sony, and it's funny because. Iggy has a administration deal with Sony too. Um, and she's keeping part of her catalog. So just pay attention to what's going on in the industry. If y'all don't know what an administration deal is, um, most likely it's the one where uh, she would keep 100% ownership of her copyrights, the remaining copyrights that she didn't sell. and But she pays an administrative fee to publishers and artists. Pay for publishing. Understand what publishing is? Pay for publishing. 
know what that is. Make sure you try to keep as much as your copyrights as possible, right? That's why I, I remember getting an argument with one of my mans about like charging people for uh, features and to do songs or like uh, um, uh, negotiating points, but also negotiating writing credits, production credits. That's what you should be trying to do. Build your catalog. It's not about charging somebody $60. If you want to charge somebody $60 to do a feature, $200 to do a feature, whatever, do that. But understand, to me, it's way more valuable, and you're betting on yourself, it's way more valuable to negotiate those other things. But pay for publishing. Pay for administration. Um, that's, that's a lot more lucrative for you. And Iggy Azalea has already been able to do that. She understands it. So I'm probably going to do another part. Because uh, I don't want this to go too long. This is the first one. But I think on the next one, I'm going to talk about crowdfunding. So I'm, I might make it a part two. I'm going to talk about crowdfunding. Um, I'm going to explore. I, I think I'm going to start talking about Islam too. Because people have asked me to do a podcast about Islam. I don't want to do a full one yet for just Islam yet. Because um, I'm not as I'm not as much of a scholar as I would want to be. Um, and I, I do like to keep the podcast a little bit more of like a variety. But I, um, I'm probably going to just talk about the Jews. Um, not the Jews. I don't want to get in any trouble. But the Jews, <laughs> which I don't know how I could get in trouble because I am. But like, um, you know, uh, the Quran is separated in ayats and surahs, right? So uh, verses and chapters, right? But... And that's how Allah sent it down. But people, to make it easier to read and memorize, have separated into Jews. So, like, there's 30 Jews. J-U-Z is usually how they spell it. There's 30 of them. And uh, during Ramadan, it's customary for people to try to um, read and memorize. Not memorize as much because it's really, you know, that's, that's asking a lot sometimes. But uh, read one Jews a day over a 30-day period, which will help you read the entire Quran in 30 days. So one juice a day. So there's 30 juice. Uh, we're going to talk talk about money, even though I'm not a financial professional. Uh, one of my boys asked me about 529 plans, and you know I got a lot of kids, so I know about that. Um, I don't know a whole lot about the stock market. I've been playing with it a little bit and getting upset by it because my uh, portfolio is trash. So we'll talk about stocks on the next one. Uh, we'll talk about the World Cup in Qatar. And the BS coverage. <laughs> and then we'll talk about Virginia a little bit. Um, like I said, we calling it good news now. We're not feeding into the negativity. But I do kind of want to talk about some of the uh, mass shootings. Um, so I'll, I'll probably do a trigger warning right there. And then... Oh, you know what? No. This is the last thing I'm going to talk about, right? And this going to go a little long. We're going to talk about Turkey Day. Hope y'all had a good time with your family. I hate all the fake woke people that's sitting there eating turkey, sitting there, or they just lonely and they mad, but talking about like, oh, y'all celebrating this white man's day. Did you go to work? You, you stayed home from work, didn't you? You had the day off. Did you go into work? Because you're probably working for the white man. Did you go into work or did you stay home? So you technically celebrate it. But I understand why we have an aversion like us the 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 native africans which technically everybody is but you know who i'm talking about um and the native americans which i hate that term 
Because if you really pick it apart semantically, which is a big part of my personality, it doesn't make any sense, right? To call them Native Americans doesn't make any sense for a lot of reasons, okay? Because <laughs> technically a fool in Peru that, that was already there as a Native American. But there's a there's a tumultuous history with the Turkey Day, a.k.a. Thanksgiving, and its histories. And there's a lot of falsehoods about it. I'm not going to talk about them too much. But Turkey Day is starting to feel like Halloween where you see like an uptick in like violent crimes. Like we had right around Thanksgiving, we had three mass shootings right around Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. Had the Chesapeake shooting. Um, and then we had the one at University of Virginia. Uh, and then you like there was a dude who shot his family. Um, in another state, uh, we had the Colorado shooting. Hey, man, yo, look. I know I'm a Muslim, and I have certain rules for myself. You can have rules for yourself. That's what religion is about. Rules for yourself. And then the people you hang out around, you want you want to be around people with like minds. There is no, no religion that condones shooting up people. Like what happened in Colorado. I don't care what your sexual preference is. I don't care what your religion is. What race you claim. Nothing. There was never ever a time where you should be okay with people just getting shot up. Self-defense. Have at it. Never. Never. I watched a video where the father of the dude who shot up. I, I'm trying to be sensitive. Trigger warning. The dude who shot up that nightclub, the, the gay club in Colorado. I don't like using the, the term LGBTQ because you're just clumping a whole bunch of stuff. It was called, the people called it a gay club, right? And if I'm being offensive, let me know. You know, I'll fix it, maybe. <laughs> but dude shot up a gay club. There was an interview with his father where all his father cared about was I'm just glad my son's not gay. Your son's a murderer. Your son's a murderer. Sorry for getting serious. But I I just... Uh, certain, I, certain things I don't like, bro. People are just enjoying themselves. I can't go to clubs, right? I even have to be careful in the, the venues that I perform at because there's alcohol, uh, there's PDA, there's you know women dr dressing scantily or dancing or whatever. So I just have to be careful of what I'm around and the temptations and stuff. So whether it be a gay club or a straight club, I have to avoid them anyway. There is never a time where people should be... it. Just because I have to avoid it doesn't mean that people shouldn't have the right to go and enjoy themselves. And you, someone goes in there and takes lives. And in Islam, I don't care what your preference is. We cannot murder anybody unless it's self-defense, right? And my profession, my profession creates a lot of, uh, uh, what's the word for it? Uh, uh, con conflict of interest. But e either way, that's my cross to bear, right? No pun intended. But there, murdering one person is like murdering all of humanity. I don't care what that person's identity is. I don't care what that person's sexual preference is. People are having a good time not bothering you. Not doing anything to you. I know I'm not allowed to rank sins. There's only one unforgivable sin and that's shirk, right? I'm not allowed to rank sins. But as a human being, you out here, dude said, oh, I'm, a, I'm not going to say religion, he said, because I don't want to misrepresent that religion. Because the people I know, 
that are um, uh, practitioners of that religion, I've never met a person in that religion that wasn't peaceful. I met some that may have been racist, but <laughs> but they weren't about hurting nobody physically, right? This dude said his religion, blah, 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 blah. He's just glad his son's not gay. Your son is a murderer. To me, because we could talk about what sins are, right? To me, sins aren't what we say they are. Sins aren't if you do this, you're going to hell. A sin is just you're doing something that's contrary to what Allah told us. Which So you eating pork. Allah told you to not eat pork because it's bad. Well, I'm not going to say why, right? But we know without being a Muslim, without being a Christian actually following the Bible, <laughs> without being uh, a quote unquote Jew or Jewish, we know that pork is bad for you. The doctor said it. So you eating pork is detrimental to your body. It's not about whether or not you're going to go to hell. It's like one, if your parent says, don't do this, they might not beat you if you do what they told you not to do, but you're going to feel the consequences. So that's how I think of sins anyway. So you can say that, and there's arguments of whether or not like uh, the act of homosexuality is a sin. I don't care about that. You murdering people is worse to me. I'm not saying a worse sin because I'm not allowed to, but that's a worse, that's worse than anything else or almost anything else. There's, there's something else that's just as bad in my book of things you shouldn't be doing. I'm trying to be careful. I'm trying. Nisha, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. If you out here murdering people because you don't like, I don't like that they're gay. I don't like that they're trans. If you murdering people, you are nothing to me, bro. To me, Allah may forgive you. To me, you're nothing. If your child goes and kills people, murders people for whatever reason. Like, oh, the, the one kid shot up the football players. The one dude shot up people at Walmart. If that's your child and all you care about, if you're not completely thinking, oh, no, my child messed up. Oh, no, what could I have done better? Oh, no. If that's not where your brain goes, you're a monster and you're nothing. Even the, the, the people who, who killed, who murdered someone, they may have a mental disorder. They may have been going through whatever, whatever, whatever. That's not for me to judge. It is for me to judge. You out here shooting people, you're wrong. If you're the person that's okay with it, as long as your son's not gay, as long as your son's not this, not that, you are a monster and you deserve nothing in my eyes. You deserve nothing good. It's not. I'm. Everyone is lucky that it's not my choice. And <laughs> what you deserve. But in my eyes, you're nothing. So I'm sorry. I wanted to get that off my chest. But let's. Let, all right. I'm going to talk about Turkey Day a little bit more. <laughs> but Tur Turkey Day is becoming like Halloween and Mischief Night, man. It's, it's nothing good happening. But let's talk about Turkey Day. Night. 1621, almost said 1921, same stuff was going on. Your boys, the Plymouth colonists, shared an autumn harvest fest, feast, with the Wapanoic. I can't even say it. Most of us can't say it. You know why? Because most of them are dead. 
because the Plymouth colonists killed them all. 1637. This is where a lot of people are thinking or are, are talking and spreading uh, the idea that, um, excuse me, that uh, Thanksgiving came from this. I don't think that's true, but they call it Thanksgiving because your boys, the colonial soldiers went slaughtered hundreds of uh, natives. We call them. Uh, what is it? I can't I can't pronounce it. I should be able to because they should still be here, but they're not P.E.Q. U.O.T. Men, women, and children in Connecticut, or what's now uh, Mystic Connecticut. It wasn't that at the time. Any Anyone over 14 was sold into slavery. And the majority of those colonists that came here were kidnapping and selling, quote-unquote, na natives into slavery. And for some of those natives, you could not tell the difference physically between them and Africans. You know why? Because Africans came here, some of them stayed, some of them left before America was quote unquote fuck it. <laughs> sorry before America was founded before it was discovered how you discover something where people are already that's like that's like that's like I go I walk into somebody's house and they already there and I'm like I just discovered this house this is mine now that's like no that's that's worse than what Nelly did on the office where she took uh uh Andy's job in the office at least Andy wasn't there there were people here you murdered them but anybody who was uh, for, over 14 was sold into slavery. A bunch of kids were killed. Um, they surrounded the village, set it on fire. There were a whole bunch of people that were burned alive. The people who left the village trying to escape the fire were shot and clubbed to death. Clubbed. To death. Like the piano man. No, was piano man clubbed to death? No, I think he was stabbed. I think Little Walter was clubbed to death. I'd be mixing up the black movies. But yeah, so it's kind of crazy too because we kind of appropriate the Native American culture. And I don't know, man. And it's crazy because we, we think of the feast and we talk about the things we're thankful for. But it's a it's an, a, a colonist. It's a pilgrim holiday. And they didn't even share. Like they learned how to, to cultivate the land here, to farm, to hunt, everything. And then they... They would stockpile, they would steal and stockpile and wouldn't share. They would take land, move the natives, and stockpile goods and would not share. The natives weren't invited to these feasts. It's crazy to me. That That's all I'll say. So, yeah, so that whole incident, we say that. You know, that was the uh, the start of Thanksgiving, but it wasn't. I don't believe it was, but there's still a tumultuous history behind everything that has to do with European colonists in America. I know this is not supposed to be a racial thing. You know what cracks me up, though? Somebody said, somebody said, because I, I understand that a lot of the Thanksgiving has horrible, horrible history, especially when the quote-unquote natives are, are, um... Are concerned, and we do kind of appropriate their customs for our BS holiday. But don't say that to me. Don't say that to me, because that's like me saying saying y'all y'all should stop wearing cotton socks, Native Americans, because <laughs> because of what happened to us. Let's just chill out, eat your food, enjoy your day off. I'm gonna leave y'all alone. You know what I'm saying? Thanks for listening to the Poor Pedal Podcast. No, this is not the Poor Pedal Podcast. <laughs> See, this is uh, Dano Between Paddles. 
please, please, y'all already are listening, so please subscribe. I'm going to do a part two where I'll talk about the rest of the stuff that I wanted to talk about. I'm going to try to make these more frequent, not daily, but a lot more frequent just to try to get a lot of this information out. Um, I love y'all. Thanks for listening. Participate in the Q&A. Like, subscribe, share. Have a good sandwich. Peace.